They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poorest part. Bright night, city life, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come apart. Little or little, baby, I gotta make it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Power After Hours, your favorite power podcast. I am your host, Jeff J. And joining me this week... You know, when I when I ride around the solar system, I tend to pick up my friends along the way. You know, there's stops. It, it, not an Uber, not a Lyft, but just a friendly neighborhood Jeff. Ghost riding my spaceship as I fly around. And I tended to head over to the L.A. galaxy. No relation. Picked up this man, the captain of the For All Nerds spaceship. DJ Ben Amin. What's going on, brother? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there tonight? Thank you for picking me up. Yes, over in the L.A. to West Side. Yes, sir. Our hasn't had many um, L.A. episodes at all, have they? They haven't been out to the West Coast yet. They went to Miami for like a third of the season. I, yep. I think um, Chicago, that's where mm-hmm. Jason Mitich is. Uh, I can't remember if they've ever been to. I think L.A. is the only thing they haven't been to. Yeah, no Houston either. No, no down south, no ATL. Well, you don't you count you don't consider Miami the South? No, not really. No, wow. no Miami is definitely East Coast. Yeah, Miami's the East Coast. Oh, oh, oh Florida. Okay, 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 okay. South Beach is the East Coast. Yeah, that, and, I was about to say. Yeah, because bro, uh, Miami, my, like Miami, Miami. Bro, I don't know if it gets more south than that. Than that with an L. That's south. country with an A U N. Yes, yes, but yeah, man. You know, but first of all. I want to say part of my voice because I just came back from the uh, Aubrey and the Three Amigos concert. And just to show my dedication, it's it's definitely past anybody's bedtime because you know it's the only thing open after 1 a.m. Eastern on the East Coast. So we're here recording and and I got the luxury of Ben being on the West during uh, regular people hours Pacific Mm -hmm. to, to get this going. So so we we gonna we gonna talk, man. We're gonna talk. This is one of the um this is one of the most pivotal episodes of power I think they they've they've had. And it's Ever. season yeah. five, episode eight, a friend of the family. Uh mm. Ben, uh, you know, we're we gonna talk about the the major ramifications and everything, but just overall, first off, what did you think of the episode? Um, okay, I saw your reaction on Twitter and Instagram first on the For All Nerds Instagram. Yes, Make sir. sure you're following that. And I saw your reaction on there, and I was like, wow, okay, this episode's got to be something. But at the same time, I did not expect what happened in this episode. <laughs> like, Join the club, okay, bro. Is, Join the this, club. <laughs> this is not the last episode of the season, right? No, this is... So, Power has right. a history of episode eights turning up where somebody ran like somebody major Mm -hmm. usually dies so i believe sandoval died in the episode eight i want to say reyna died in episode nine um i think julio (laughs) died in like a seven or eight like somebody always goes down right and so so you know when you get around to these episodes that something's gonna go down i just didn't think this was gonna go down can we say Raina had top five worst deaths in TV history? Why? What happened? Like, How so? Like Rain, when Raina got shot, it was like watching an old school like Atari video game. Like dude <laughs> just raised his arm up like 
do, 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 and then just pulls the trigger. It was just like so. I mean, I know it's a little shorty getting shot and all that, but I'm sorry. That was this the way the scene was shot was so ridiculous to me that I just and you know my overall hate for Tariq definitely didn't help that. <laughs> you have died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up, nah, straight up. She but but the th- these type of things happen in the, in the episode, but I first. I, I say for me, I'm so glad this didn't get spoiled for me. Oh, yes. Because I would have been sick. So apparently, I think a couple of hours after it dropped on the app, 50 Cent put up a, a R.I.P. Canaan or maybe not <laughs> reef. But the reef said, or maybe not. And his caption right. and his caption was like hilarious. <laughs> he was just <laughs> like, you know, how like you comment after like he post and his comment. He said, I should I should have shot that little nigga when he was on the couch. <laughs> Say so, yo, man. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, a lot of stuff happened in this episode, but I, I figure we can talk about that later. We need to just get right to it. it yeah, they they really killed. What was your reaction when they killed Kanan? Mm. Um, at first it was disbelief. Okay, it was the usual thing. You know, I was like, okay, of course Kanan's going to get out of this. There's no way they're going to murder Kanan, even if, with the shots of the gut. I'm like, he's going to hop in the car, drive off. Get to the street surgeon, boom, 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 come back next season, badder than ever, Tupac style. He's not mm-hmm. going down. I mean, 50 Cent style for that matter. Well, basically. And, and then, and then, you know, I was like, wait, he's really bleeding pretty heavy. He started coughing in the car. When the blood comes out the mouth, straight up and down, that goes back to the karate movies. Mm-hmm. When the blood comes out the mouth, it's over. Like, as soon as he started coughing her blood, I was like, oh, 50 Cent ain't making out of this. That's karate movie style, you're done. So then when he crashed the car and, you know, even after he crashed the car, I was like, okay, you know, he's going to get away. This is Kanan. There's no way. But then when they just had the shot just hanging on his face. Ooh. Yeah. That was rough. You know, and I was, I, I, I had to say I was excited. I was surprised. I was blown away. All those things because as, you know, as much, times as Kanan has survived death just ridiculous styles this was great for him to finally go out and he went out like a G you know it was yet another ridiculous shootout that he shouldn't have survived but he managed to take out all the cops he he, he didn't shoot Tariq I don't I don't get it like, so I'm yeah just, so, so <laughs> there's, there's a lot of issues there's a lot of there's a, it, it's funny I, I, so a lot of people were upset that he didn't finish the job what everybody wanted um <laughs> You, you ever seen the? You saw the thread where where somebody wrote a thread on Twitter about how he's basically the worst son yeah, in the yes. history of motion yes. pictures and TV. Yes. How yes. in every show he's like, but one, he's been yeah. like an asshole. So, yep. yo, I'm sitting there right, and the whole thing's going down. When he when he coughed up the blood, I was like, oh, I don't know how he's getting getting out of this. But I thought the car was gonna drive away, and we just <laughs> no. we just don't know what happened, right? Uh-huh. Yo, that that's that was an incredible shot when he took his final breath and just mm-hmm. stared at the camera. Yeah. Like that really that that made you say that made that was their way of saying, oh nah, this nigga dead. Yeah. Like basically that's what it was, right? So I'm shocked because I watched this man literally go through the fire and emerge. <laughs> I watched this man rehab on lean 
and bandages. <laughs> I forgot about the lean. <laughs> this man, I've seen this man in multiple shootouts. He was literally like bulletproof from his from 50 Cent's video game. He was bulletproof. Like this was the bizarro um this this was like bizarro uh homeboy that was the protagonist in San Andreas. CJ. Yes, he was like <laughs> bizarro CJ from San Andreas. Like this dude and, and and the other reason why it shocked me was I really thought the way they were going was that they were going to set up Kanan to get his to get the drug game back and it come back to the original conflict where Ghost and Tommy have to go after Kanan again. Like Kanan mm-hmm. was going to take over everybody because this is what he was setting up. And mm-hmm. now you wonder that foundation that he was building in the in the um in the background it's all going to crumble cuz he made a separate deal with the italians he made a separate deal with the serbs to try to get to try to get his uh territory back now he's gone it kind of pulls the rug out from that and it points the targets cuz if you remember he told the italians that ghost was the one that set up the hit mm on or that that got his man shot. So now those targets are there. Now Mitich was ready for him to get rid of Tommy and and be and they could discuss being the head of the the drug the, his drug uh syndicate or whatever. Now he's gone. So now Kanan's gone. So now Mitich has his sights back on Tommy and Ghost. And now Tommy and Ghost have their sights on each other. Cuz mm-hmm. Kanan Kanan was really prophetic this episode and he was foreshadowing a lot. Like when he was trying to get into Tommy's head and he said, all right, he finds out that he set up a deal with Dre and he goes, well, he, he set up a Dre to kill, to kill this dude, Mitich. So who's next? Is it me? Is it you? But the only thing he didn't know was that it was Tasha that, that really did it. Not ghost. Now on that point, that was something that I felt like if I go back and watch this season, it doesn't ring true that Tariq suddenly flips on uh, Kanan. And also that he does it with Tasha. Because even in this episode, he is just like, no, Ma, you find your own way. Meh, meh, meh. Right. And storms off. And that's the last we see of it. And then suddenly Tasha's his mastermind. So so here's here's what I would say to that. First off... For 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 hate for all the Tariq hate, he do be having some points, dog. He a badass yes. kid, but he be having some points because he he looked at his mom's like, "Yo, this is the woman who broke up the home, and mm-hmm. you working with her, and you want me to give her all this information for what? To put us in jail? To to break up the family again? Like what? Like she? He literally uh, had the who's he? I mean, he literally hit her with the whose man's is this? But then again, Ghost, you know, is the one who broke up the home. You and I, I get that. Woman, but you know? she was she was part of it. So he's looking at it like, why would you even associate with her in any way? I feel that. Not even so much putting the blame on Angela, but yo, how how you all of a sudden cool with her? And he told him, he told her she she he has to find he has to find his own she has to find her own way. Now what I'm thinking in terms of the whole mastermind thing. I really think it was Tasha who was the the mastermind behind setting them up the first time. Because mm. it, it, I, I see like the way she's she went so hard at it and the way she calculates, like she calculates well, but the whole, like you said, Tariq flipping 
I'm thinking about it now. I don't think that you see that why in this season, but if you, it's something that's been carrying the whole series because he was cool with Sean. Yep. She was cool with Kanan's son. So he was cool with him throughout the series and then he died. Then eventually he found out that it was Kanan. Then he started running with Kanan and he couldn't really trust his dad. So there was kind of a quote unquote outside chance that Ghost was lying about it. So that's why he was fucking with Kanan. But now that it's all been confirmed that he killed Sean, Kanan killed Sean, I think that talk in the car when he was like, yo, how could you do that to some, you know, like you killed your own son, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's where Tariq made the decision. Yo, fuck it. I'm going to go through with this. I think. By then he'd already set him up though. Oh yeah, he definitely did. He'd already put the gun in the trunk. Right. But he could have, the same way he saved Dre ass at Raina's funeral, he could have, he could have been like, Mm -hmm. yo, take me home and then go. Like I could have left the car. He could have did whatever. But couple of things with Kanan in that scene, right? First, Kanan, he was telling the truth the whole time that he, he didn't. He, first, he, he, he's such a bastard, right? He says, I didn't even get a DNA test. Talking about Sean. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. Then he's like, yo. Then he says, yo, he wasn't really my son. You're more my son than he is. And I wouldn't do that to you. Then, then here's the one where Tariq, I think this is where Tariq made the decision when he said, how could you kill somebody you love? And he, and then uh, Kaden says, some niggas say, you're not a real killer unless you do. And then he's staring at him to see his reaction. <laughs> you know what I like about Kaden? Kaden says something and he looks at you to see your reaction, to see how he's going to, so, how he's supposed to act. And Tariq is just looking down like, all right. I, I'm, if I'm Tariq in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, yo. Yo, mom, it's uh, the eagle has landed. S- mm. s- send, send in the boys. But it, it, so a couple of things, right? Tasha is the worst mother in history. Hold on, hold on. There, there's, some, there's something else in that scene, though, too. That what was that? Also in that car scene, when he tells them that Ghost, he's like, Ghost is, oh, uh, I guess Ghost is telling you the truth. Mm. And that really directly contradicted the classic line. I can't remember exactly the classic line. Oh, whatever they say he did, he did that shit. Guilty as fuck. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> so right there, I think that's the moment that really, you know, because Tariq, you know, he's like, wait a minute. You told me whatever he did, he's guilty as fuck. But now you're telling me that, you know, he's telling me the truth. Right. It was situational, though, because... Mm-hmm. He just, he told him about the situation. He's like, he basically said, yo, your dad, he be running from the cops. But if he's telling you that he would take the fall for y'all, I could see that. Like, I could see that. But, mm-hmm. um, but I get what you're saying. It was just wild contradictions while he was actually <laughs> telling the truth. Like, yeah. actually telling the truth. But you think about, yeah. So, Tasha, yo, you really, the man who, who... Man on, literal man on fire. You sent your son with the man on fire. Metal gear. Right. You, you sent him with, with, with big snake, with South Side snake to, 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 to enact this plan. Like, oh, the cops will be there. He'll handle it. When in the history of our people have we said, oh, the cops are there. They'll handle it. Uh-oh. 
I mean, this is Beyonce who hangs out with the Becky with the good hair. So Bro, you really can't I, expect I, much from her right now. Yeah. So, so I'll say this: the plan. So, so Ghost's plan to set up Dre, I thought, was less risk equal reward to setting up Kanan. Actually, less risk, more reward. Because you get Dre out of the picture, you deal with the Jimenez later, and then whatever they got to do with, with Mitich, but they get him off the board. And Ghost was really going through the plan. Like when he, when he told Tommy, like, yo, we, we're going to frame him. We're going to find a way to tie him to Raymond Jones and, and tie him and, and, and make that connection. And then Tommy comes up with the idea of involving the Diego's head. Diego's head, yo, shout out to that actor because he definitely getting them checks off of off of a prosthetic head or whatever it is, right? <laughs> His likeness is all over. You better give him that damn credit because he's there. Appearing in this episode. Huh? Appearing in this right, episode. Right, 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 right. So, so, you know, they, they were going to pin him on the drugs. They were going to pin him, tie him to Ray Ray and, and tie him to Ray Ray's murder pin him to the drugs, moving the drugs through truth and put the severed head on him to give him motive to want to sell the drugs and to want to corner the market. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, I thought it was pretty, pretty, um, that was pretty smart. And even how he, he still has the blackmail on Tate. So he, he, he snitches to Tate and says, yo, he was moving drugs in my club. He moving drugs in Karen Bassett club. You need to stay away. You want to be governor, right? All right. You need to roll with me. And that's that. Like, there's no, there's nothing else to say. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to say. So he had it. This is the one time in the first time in a long time in this series where Ghost has had a plan and it's actually sound and it didn't get a chance to get executed. <laughs> we used to talk about Ghost, smarten, uh, smarten up Ghost on, <laughs> yeah, on Fan Bros when we were reviewing it back in the day. So that's still apparent that that still works. And oh, it was also like, it's just, okay, there's there's one question I have here. What's Tommy that? decides to not kill Dre. Right. Because he doesn't get a message from Ghost or Ghost doesn't show up to kill him. Right. But he still decides to put the severed head in there? He put it in first. Ah. Okay, so why not just go through with the plan at that point? It's the code. I guess it's the code of the streets, man. I don't know. Like you, you, you wait for the. You remember, Tommy is as much of a soldier as he is a boss. Yes. Well, so, Ghost said he would give him the word. So mm-hmm. if you don't hear the word, that means something must have changed or something happened to you. So you're not gonna move. The same way how Two Bit, Two Bit was like, yo. <laughs> that actually was funny. He was like, yo, what what happened? Yo, your boy Ghost didn't show up, but Kanan did. And you didn't pop him? No. Why not? Because you didn't tell me to. Why didn't you call me? Because that's not what you said. I mean, come on. Hey, it is. hey he like said, Drax. follow my directions. He said, follow my directions. <laughs> and then even Drax the destroyer right there. Like. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, it was all facts. <laughs> and Spank was there to hype him too. Like, yup. You think we really going after Kanan done killed four cops on his own. What you think we going to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to leave that bed alone unless you tell us to, to take the shot. But um, stupid gets paid by the grimace. 
Yo, you like, stupid. <laughs> it's like, like, it's a guaranteed that in every episode he's gonna give somebody that grill. Yo, I, I really, I really like Two Bit and Spank, bro. I really like them. Like they're like, yo, they, they're, they're comedy. But, but that's another, um, that's another ramification of Kane and Dying. They were trying to roll with him and be on in their own org. And now he's gone. So what are they going to do? Are they going to chill? Are they going to, you know, turn on Dre themselves? I don't, I, I don't know. Um, but these dudes, these dudes are straight comedy relief. They, they, they low key flamed Cristobal when he walked in. He said, yo, he said, damn, Chris, you look at Casket's sharp. You got an arraignment or something? Yo, I busted out laughing. Cause that's like, he hit him with the whole rage of you going to court, you go into a church, you go into a funeral. He hit him with all of that in one sentence. Cast it sharp. Casket sharp. So so yeah, man. So so that that's why I'm saying that plan that plan was very sound. And you know, Tasha decided. Here's the funny thing about Tasha, right? He goes, "How could you go behind my back?" She goes, "The same way how you went behind my back with Silver." Tasha, that's a little different. Your son's life wasn't on the line with with Caden Stark. Your son, your son's life wasn't on the line. I, I think it's a little bit different. I mean, you made you guess Ghost made Terry Silver run away and go on Broadway, but it, it you know it, it's a little different than than uh, Tariq. Can, can we talk about Tasha and her two face? Let's 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 talk about it. I mean, Tasha's always bugged me out. Her motivations just seem to flip back and forth, back and forth. Like, when she first started off with Ghost, or early on in the series, she screams on Ghost about how he's not the drug dealer she married. Preach. You know, when they got together, she said he was to be the biggest drug dealer in New York. Like, yep. that was just, I mean, that, that was so great. Like, a young girl's like, I'm going to marry the biggest drug dealer in New York. <laughs> You know, goals. Hashtag. Hashtag goals. <laughs> and, and so she screams on him about this when he's trying to go straight. And then she meets Silver, who's the Georgetown graduate. Shout out to Combat Jack. And she's, you know, suddenly like, oh, I could have had this life if only I met someone like you. Bro, we've been talking about this double standard all season. <laughs> okay. That, all right, I just went no, tr- to trust me. Trust me what I say. I, I have been waving the Tasha we've been trying to find the patient zero root cause of all of this since the season. And you can make an argument that Tasha, like if you, if you're dealing out percentages of blame, she has at least 33%. She has at least a third, yo, because that yeah. man, there, there shouldn't have been any other seasons. Cause that man was trying to get out. <laughs> and you, you told him now nah, you need to stay and clean this damn money from truth. Who cares about a damn truth? Just make that drug money. <laughs> her and Tommy used to shit on truth Tommy yo Tommy used to come to truth like it was whatever drink the liquor he's like yo this is our shit like you you when he used to talk to um Cantos like yo you you report to me motherfucker and he's like yo fam this is a legit business you gotta chill like I know we clean money but relax but Tommy wasn't hearing that. Like this, did her, him, and Tasha. That's why they fuck with each other so much because they had the, um, they had the same mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it, it's thinking about that plan. 
Tasha where, and her two and a half kids and and want to marry a drug dealer or want to stay married to a drug dealer. Oh, <laughs> oh, we gonna get we gonna get to kids talk. We gonna have we gonna have some kids talk in a second <laughs> because Ke- Keisha Keisha made one of the most egregious <laughs> comments. Matter of fact, yo, fuck it. We'll go back to um the Tasha's plan in a second. Keisha had a point, right? <laughs> her son's name Cash. If you were to put a million dollars in front of my face and say, Jeff, for this million, all you have to do is give me the name of Keisha's son from power, I would be a million dollars less rich. She said, she said, she she said, you want to talk about, because she did read her, though. Yo, she definitely had a son. And we've been talking about where the hell is her son? You are hiding a child. Like, yo, what the hell? Like, everybody's hiding children on this show. Yo, I'll say this. Keisha had a point. Tasha is a selective friend. She damn near, she, she washed money in Keisha's business without her knowledge, asking her to lie to a grand jury. And then she said, even on a basic level, I see Yaz all the time. When's the last time you see Cash? I screamed at my I screamed at my TV. When's the last time any of us have seen Cash, Lala? When's the last time you see Cash? <laughs> Yo, the actor, the actor is probably 20 now. <laughs> At this uh-huh. point, I'm like, yo, we don't see Yaz. We see Yaz three times a season. You ain't if seen – you've seen Yaz more than we have. And yep. you definitely somewhere off screen have this son. Yo, I was <laughs> – yo, dog, I was crying when she said, when's the last time you saw Cash? I was like, who's Cash, Keisha? I, I, I figured, you know, by context clues that it was her son. Right. But I, I, I just couldn't get over that son's name. I just started thinking of the bat story in my head. I was like, okay, Keisha definitely was messing with some drug dealer at the right. time. You know, boom, boom, they had a son. Boom, this drug dealer was like, yo, we named my son Cash. And Keisha was like, okay. Oh, you know, you know. his name is Kashmir. You know his name is Kashmir. <laughs> Cash for short. That's the only thing it could be. Cashmere. No. No. Maybe Cassius? Maybe Cassius. Cassius. Okay. Maybe Cassius. I think Cassius. it's Cashmere. I think it's Cashmere. Oh, God, no. My son's name is Cashmere. Cashmere oh, Grant. Cashmere Grant. As you know, we don't see Grant? that. We don't see the son. He can't have the father's last name. No. Gotta have Lakeisha mm. last name. Wow. Yo, how about the dinner? With her and the Teresis. I thought we Yo. were gonna hear all types of moolies. Thank you. And I was gonna say it. They were they were wild and they were wild welcome. But yo, Connie the almost cook. killed me. When the she was cook. like she was like, Oh, you gotta cook. Yo, I was drinking something and I almost I almost choked out in my room, like spitting it up. Cause she was like, Oh, you gotta cook. And he was like, and she said, Hey, he said, This is Keisha, my girlfriend. And they and they gave the oh hey. <laughs> They're like, oh, we doing this. Until Pop started coming with the beautiful talk and all that, I swore, just like you, the Moulin was coming. <laughs> you know, I was just waiting for it. Well, you, you could tell. You could tell. So I feel like being from New York, right, and the relationship that I've seen between, like, Italians and blacks, mm-hmm. it's always been it, – it, with anything, right? It it can be tenuous, but I feel like there's there's always been like a 
borderline, like a baseline respect and tolerance where, oh, yeah, there's certain households. You come home, you got to let them know. You can't spring no black woman or, on, on, or black man on your family. Like, you, mm-hmm. you better let them, you know what I mean? Or you're going to get the raw reactions. And then we might have a situation. But, like, I could see how they, they um, like, they opened up. And also, they're also at the point where it's like, Connie's on her way out. And Teresi's a man, so it doesn't really count. Like, he's always going to look at her and be like, oh, no, she a joint. Like, mm-hmm. forget what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, she a, she a joint. Now, had they grown up with Tommy, like, his whole life? There was a different type of bond. Maybe you see a slightly different reaction, but um, I can see how that's that to me is realistic, like yep. how it happens because they did give the nervous reaction, like oh, yes. like oh, yes. it's a black girl. Okay, like it's like all right, all right, shock over. Let's eat. Also, because both of them have spent so much time around the you know penal system that. They've, you know, definitely had way too much experience with brown people of all colors, so they're they're gonna be over it. Quickly. Right, right. Especially Teresi, like you know, he did what twenty five on his head, like oh my yeah. God. At this point, Teresi definitely though. got his own. You know, he's doing his own thing. He got his own plan, so he's not gonna f that up. Right. That. I love how he said, "I didn't, I didn't, I don't know half of what I ate, but it was delicious." Oh man, <laughs> you know she cooked him up some soul food. He yeah, was it looked like, like yo, some fried chicken and some right. macaroni and greens on he the plate. He probably ate some greens and was like, yo, I don't really fuck with vegetables like that. But let me tell you, you people can make some damn vegetables. <laughs> when you put some hog in them greens, okay. He's like, yo, you blacks, listen. <laughs> I, I will tell you, this isn't my mother's manicot, but it is something serious. That's something we don't do with the pig. Right, but, right, know, right. We, we can so, work it out. And I like the whole, the way they invited her into the family, where it was like, mm-hmm. Connie was basically giving her the speech, like, yo, you messing with these with these career criminals, you're going to have to be able to sit on your head, you're going to have to be able to whatever. And, she, and he's just like, yeah, I got that. You know, he came back into my life, and now we good. I do whatever it takes. Then that subpoena came. And it was like, oh! Oh, this quick! I thought I thought it wasn't gonna happen. Did you believe her when she was when she was thugging it out at the table? Like, yo, I, I do whatever. Like, I'm ride or die. Hell no! Uh, <laughs> damn! Hell no! Not for a second. Damn! No! No! Already, not even. I already seen how this show rolls for Georgetown. Like Georgetown was out. So you know, this show already showed you that people cannot handle the pressure. Yo, you see, yeah. you see, he's on Broadway now, right? Oh, is that Did what Did you happened? see that clip? Oh, okay. Did you That's see that clip of him singing on the on the somebody found him on Broadway and then somebody was like, yo, hey, hey yo, I found Terry Silver, y'all. My <laughs> man went into witness protection. Man, he went into Witsec and opened up on Broadway. That's that's a mood right there. But um but yeah, like Silver's gone. Yeah, I, you can't trust unless unless they're married, you can't trust anybody in this show to be um Loyal and speaking of that, shit, Proctor's in his bag now too. That man I, is 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 looking out for number one. I'm not I'm not mad at it though. I no, get not it. at all. I get. But it. I feel like Proctor must have another role lined up because he's not going to be around <laughs> for long. Rolling like this, like I don't know if Proctor's yet. making it out of the season. Yeah, moving like this. There's, yeah, there's still two more episodes. It's tight on Proctor. Like that was a. I understandable move, but you don't have enough 
to protect you. You're not making it into that wit set. That's not happening. Well, the only thing no. he has is is that recording in that laptop. And that's really his smoking gun. But now he's starting to tip his hand. He let mm-hmm. these lawyers pressure him to get information, then goes over to Ghost and is asking him prying questions. And when, since you've seen Proctor on this show, has he asked prying questions? Like, not, yep. he don't want to hear shit to begin with. Mm-hmm. And they just tell him shit, and they're like, he's like, yo, you got to stop telling me y'all kill people. Like, please, I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. Stop. I don't want to know. Um, but now he's he's trying to ask what to, to pin him to Marshall Williams. And you can see, because Ghost, Ghost in turn was asking him a quote unquote, asking for a friend about taking the rap for something you didn't do. And he's keeping him at arm's length when before he was telling him everything. But Proctor... He explained it well where where when Benny was asking him uh, in another entourage reunion, um, <laughs> where like where do your loyalties lie? Like who are you loyal to? And he's like, mm-hmm. yo, I like them, but I know I am on the dead last on their priority list in terms of being loyal to them. In fact, they strong armed him and blackmailed him into um, representing them in the first place. So, so he, he, he basically feels like, yo, I probably could, I probably could rely on them, but they're not going to make me a priority. And the feds, you know, the feds want what their feds want. And if he drops dime and gets immunity, he's going to have to go into WITSEC. His life is over. He's definitely never going to be a lawyer again. He just got his joint back. So what does he do? And it looks like he made his decision to burn um, Angela. And I get that because... They all were on his ass for the whole couple of seasons. So I and, and he's always seen Angela as an impediment to Ghost through, the, mm-hmm. through, through this whole time he's been covering him. How Ghost will do anything to protect her. So that means everybody else is vulnerable, whether he knows it or not. And Proctor's been telling him this whole series: stay away from Angela. Stop dealing with her. You're tying up with her. You're going to go down with her. You need to stop. And he won't listen. So I guess he figures, he was like, yo, if anybody's aiding, it's Angela. So he he's trying to get her out of it. So now we have this, like, they're playing chicken between Angela trying to get Mock out of there and into that job versus them trying to build a case to bag her. So it's like, who's going to blink first? There you go. And yeah, I think like that, if, like I said, if Proctor makes it out of this season, then I think that's more of a setup for the next season. You know, that this whole thing where Proctor's going his way and moving away from them. But I, the way this season's been moving, I doubt he makes it out of this one. Yeah. I just, yeah, it does not <laughs> seem like, you know, he doesn't have enough to protect them. And he's playing with very dangerous people, as he knows. And the people who he's going to are suckers. Right. You know, 100%. And, <laughs> so, yeah. So, this this plan Tasha had, right? <laughs> yo, yo, how how do you put your son with super thug? In, with super yo, yo, that is what he is. He's <laughs> he's super thug. <laughs> When he was driving, they should have just been playing the whole instrumental. That's what they should have played when he walked out the fire. Super thug. He is definitely super thug. When he grabbed the gun, when he flipped the gun on the cops, 
is when they should have started it. Yo, Doug, <laughs> if this was if this was for all nerds, the name of our episode would be um, the death of Super Thug. Oh. <laughs> this would definitely be the death of Super Thug. Now, I, might, oh, I, might have to, I might have to. I might have to. I might have to switch up the um, the title. I might have to give my title an AKA. But um, <laughs> but dog, yo, you set him up. Everything was was calculated except for that part. To me, you plant. You get. Matter of fact, fuck that. No, the whole you thing got, is insane. You it's got to reek. You got to reek to play. So here's here's where I step out step out and I say okay I have some issues when did she all of a sudden decide you know Tariq a badass Tariq a, Tariq a gangster he can, he can execute this I, in my mind it goes back to when Tariq asked her do you wish it was me who died instead of Raider and and, uh, and uh, Tasha gave him the Alonzo morning gift <laughs> the Alonzo morning gift where he's, she's just like I don't, I'm not gonna say no, but me for me to say yes might be a little strong. I can't tell you, son, but I'm, I'm yeah. I know that you're here, and I know that you're healthy. So he gets her to plant. He she gets him to plant the gun in his car. Then feign ignorance as to why he's in the car. Claim that he's being held against his will once they pull him over. And mind you. Kanan is coaching him the whole time <clears throat> when he gets pulled over, like, yo, do this, do this, do that. Talk to them, tell them. And when he was, <clears throat> when, when Tariq basically denied him three times, you could see him shake his head like, take the kid away, man. Because <laughs> yeah. he already knew. And he told, and that's the thing about Tariq. He told Tariq, I'm, he said, it's a shame for them because I'm not going back. That's when his like special meter rose and he went into <laughs> and he went into like full berserker mode cuz like first of all first of all that cop was trash. That was probably the worst cop ever to send to Kanan. He he didn't even he was he should have been cuffed. Yeah. He should have been cuffed and and he he was taking his time. Kanan pops him. I, I but I I'll say this. He went out like a G, man. Like you said, you said earlier, he went out like a G. My man, my man got dual guns. It, it looked like, yo, it looked like Goldeneye again. He, he had dual guns. He's pinned down. I, I, I watched it the second time. I didn't notice the, the second time, the first time, that he got popped in the shoulder first. Yep. He got, because he flinched. And I was like, yo, did he get hit? Now watch the second time. He got hit in the shoulder. Then the cop, the cop that he ended up killing last caught him in the stomach. And I yep. thought they kind of like, uh, uh, yada, yada, yada that part. And, and he, and then he shows that he got hit. And I love the part where he walks up and looks at Tariq and kills the cop. And then mm-hmm. looks him off and walks away as if to say, you did this. This yep. is the consequences for what for 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 the dumb shit that you did, and he could have easily emptied the clip in that car and 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 got away. And <clears throat> I thought it was hilarious that he hopped into the detective's car. Like, where were you gonna go, fam? <laughs> I mean, but I feel you. You get shot. I mean, fuck it. Take your chances, yeah. right? At that point, you really have no hope. So it's just like you know, you take the quickest, most available car. Well, you know, if it's Grand Theft Auto, you take the cop car. Yeah. You do take the cop car. 
Yeah, it's the fastest. Once you once you have those five stars, you hop in the cop car, you turn on the <laughs> siren, and you blend in. <laughs> Yo, because Kanan def I think Kanan might have had six stars at that point. <laughs> Kanan had unbelievable stars. Bruh, I was expecting the helicopter to come around, all of that. Like, dude, I thought I, man. But can I say just just to just to you know that that's basically it. Let me let me see if there's anything else. Oh, we could get to the end where because he yeah he was I did say that he was the black John Wick. He definitely was John Wick in, in that that last seed. But um, I didn't think he was dead until I saw the morgue. Yeah, when they were rele- when they were removing the sheet, I thought he wasn't going to be on the slab. Yep, and it was him. Then I was expecting him to turn into Jon Snow. No, no. Once he was on the slab, no, that was it. I knew he was, like I said, even when he, he was in the car with that last shot to the camera, right. I was still like, okay, but, you know, he could be in a coma, et cetera, et cetera. He could still recover. But once they pulled the sheet off, and like you said, I thought he wouldn't be there, and then he was there. No, he was dead. There was no hope at that point. That I man knew, dead. Yeah, dead. Doornail no, dead. This, yeah, this ain't that show. Yep. No. Yeah, I was like, yo, if he comes back, I don't think I can watch this show, unfortunately. But but uh but yeah, that that man dead. And the the best part about Tasha's plan was how they explained it to the cops. So they almost so Kanan was the friend in the family. The yep. episode title. Kanan was a friend of the family. Because mm. that's what their that's what their um they, that's the picture they painted that was the alibi that was the story that they painted to frame him that Kanan was a friend of the family who who knew who, who knew the people that Ray Ray was running with was told that Ray Ray killed Raina so since he was a friend of the family he was at the Lakeisha um, the part where she lied is when she said he was at the at the um the wake, the repass or whatever, right? He was at the repass, so he had opportunity to get Tasha's gun. So he goes and gets Tasha's gun, goes and kills Ray Ray, and then the part about him kidnapping quote unquote Tariq, I think was more so they found out that he killed Ray Ray, and they didn't want him around Tariq. And he was rolling mm-hmm. with Tariq. So they called it in and didn't think that all of that was going to happen. Yep. So in essence, he went out a villain because of what he did to the cops. But he low-key was a hero the way they, they painted the picture for killing Ray Ray for killing Reyna. Yep. So he was almost like a vigilante who lived long enough to see himself become a villain. Mm. You know? Go. So, so that that... That ends, wow, that ends Kanan's role on the show. He was there, he was, he's, from the pilot episode, it's really just Tasha, Tommy, and Ghost left. I can't remember if Keisha was in the pilot episode, but those three were the ones, they're the ones that are left. Um, Angela? Angela, Angela right, 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 right. She was she was in the opening episode too because that's how they they linked up. But like he's a core character, and I remember saying earlier this season that I felt like every season someone on the power poster dies. 
And I think somebody said that my that that was disproved with the season three poster. And I took a look at the three season three, and I was like, "Oh, well, you know, pinch me in the face and call me Susan." Uh, you are correct. I think I don't think that uh, I don't think that that rang true. But looking at the power of season five poster, and they had everybody on it, I'm like, "Yep, well, there goes Kanan. And his parting gift was to create an even deeper rift between Tommy and Ghost. Because you look at it, and Tommy even explained it. You look at it from his perspective, right? Vladimir, Drifty, Rola, Diego, and Kanan. These are all dudes that they roll with. And Vladimir and Drifty, Rola was the whole setup thing that Kanan gassed him to do. Then um, Vladimir and Drifty was from season two where he had to clear out his org. Because of the whole Jimenez thing. And he was framing the Jimenez because he had people who was about to flip in the org. But Tommy's looking at him and saying, yo, when does it stop? Like, when when are you going to stop killing the people I know? You know what I'm saying? And and this is the one time it really ain't Ghost's fault. But I don't know about you. He ain't convinced me. Nah, not at all. And that's to be the problem. And that's what's setting up for the future of the show is that eventually it's trying to have to come down to Tommy and Ghost, you know, and them either settling their differences or not, and probably not settling their differences. Right. Right. It's just like, yo, Ghost, you can't just get naked and say, I'll handle this, Tommy. It doesn't, this doesn't work anymore. You're going to have to find out a way to be more convincing. But, but I like the ill thing about, about Tommy, right? He had remorse. All the stuff that happened with Kanan. And he still had remorse for him. Hey, you know, saluted him, rest in peace, you 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 uh you tough bastard. And it's like it almost cause this was the dude that they came up with in the drug game. So it's like yep. they they watched their OG die. And he's still shaken by it because he's as much of the street. He's still has the streets in his fiber. So that type of thing, no matter what was going down, and you could see even towards the end, even though Kanan was trying to set him up, he was regaining like his bond with Tommy. So Tommy was showing a lot of remorse, and Ghost was just like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> hmm. you know? that's, that's Ghost. Like they always say, Ghost is only thinking of himself first. Right, and that's been his mo from the beginning of the show because he thought of himself over his family to start to show off. <laughs> exactly. So, who do you think? Who do you think is gonna take Kanan's place as being that that like antihero antagonist or or that void that he's going to leave? Who do you think? Who do you think fills that void? I don't think anyone really fills that void. I think Two Bit has the best chance of it. Mm-hmm. Except Two Bit is a little bit too limited right now for me. Like I say, he's all grimace <laughs> and he's also so like not plotting and not very good at what he's doing. Right. So yeah, I don't see him filling that role. Uh, they've also eliminated the uh, Jimenez for the most part. So well, Diego Alicia's still around. Yeah. Di- yeah, but Diego was the one who could more, you know, Alicia fills that role in another way. You know, she's definitely more of a plotting overseer type villain. Right. While, you know, Diego was that menacing, what the hell is he going to do next? Like Kanan. Right. But, you know, he done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really see maybe Teresi, but 
I think really it's just that Kanan is done, and you know you don't replace a character like that. That that role is out of there. Yeah. So that's what I really think about it. I, I don't think anyone can fill that role. I think the show will just have to move forward with the way it move. You know, with the plot. And if you listen to Courtney Kemp and her post, her post uh, commentary from Power, she makes it seem like this is a defining moment for Tariq, where he made a decision and he's standing by it and he's saying. He's saying, yo, this is who I want to be. I personally don't think I can trust Tariq because he's he's flip-flop more than a politician. So Even more than, I mean, he gets this from his mom. So, you know, there you go. Uh, but yo, I, hear you. I, I definitely think that this is a defining moment for him. I think more so that he is choosing his family and choosing hopefully not to be a gangster because I think that is still one of the most ridiculous storylines for Tariq, the fact that he's gone down this road when he can clearly see a better route that doesn't involve him potentially going to jail or being killed. Isn't that a lot of people, though? Very rarely in Tariq's position, though. You know, very rarely where your family is that well set up and then you want to be like, no, I want to be a gangster. Rich kids be pushing. There's more than one way to be a gangster, dogs. You know rich kids be pushing. Be pushing drugs. This is true. so maybe not a gangster, but definitely a drug dealer, like like my man from um, yep. Gronish, <laughs> my man, the engineer, oh. the Indian kid from Gronish that looks like an Indian Drake. He he, he he's the <laughs> he's the pusher. He's a push. I brought him up. I brought him up another episode. I keep forgetting his name, but he pushes fucking Zan Zans and you know pop All a couple of Zans in my hand. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I yeah, I get you with that. Um. Do you think he should have died this early, quote-unquote? No way. No way. That would be way too dark. They've already killed a daughter. It, 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 the show would be ridiculously dark. As much as I dislike Tariq, that's just ridiculous. Oh, I meant Kanan. I meant Kanan. Because I know oh, people yeah. don't give a fuck. At this point, they're like, yo, burn, 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 it, uh, burn it all down. But Oh, um, no. Kanan deserved to go. It was time. You can't survive a burning building and all that other <laughs> stuff. And then... And then survive this one too. No, if he'd driven off and dying away, I, like that would have been as bad to me as him getting up off the, the slab. off the slab. Yeah, that's just as bad. Yeah, uh, he, he set it in motion the minute he killed Sean. The minute he killed Sean, his his clock started ticking because someone was going to get some type of revenge, and and it just felt like it was it was coming to that point i always thought it would be whenever the final season was and they just you know how those seasons everybody dies so i just mm-hmm. thought it was going to be him or maybe like a season before who knows um but yeah i i think his his character always had an expiration date i just didn't expect it to be now yep. so i i'd rather the the unexpected it's like the classic uh wrestling swerve um, so I, I'd rather the unexpected. So I like that. Um, some of my favorite Kanan moments, definitely. We already said it, whatever he said, he did, he did that shit. Guilty as fuck. Um, shit that the scene this season when he was riding the bike, killing people, <laughs> ringing the bell. Oh man. Does this mean that we're not going to see Kendrick Lamar anymore either? I know. I don't know, man. It, probably sheesh, not. Probably yeah. not. But you know, but he's still in the hood. So if anybody goes around there, they can bump into him. True. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm sure he'll hear Probably the news. Probably not until next season. Right, right, right. Yeah. If, if if Kendrick wants to do another one, but I I do, I I do hope so. But uh, where where do you where do you have Kanan in your your Stark power rankings? 
In my start power rankings, hmm. I think for comedy, Kanan was definitely very high in my rankings. As, as a villain who was comedic and also like an agent of chaos, he's like the Joker, but funnier than even like Heath Ledger, who I actually find really hilarious in a lot of that movie. Right. Yeah, no, he's he's like more the Jad Nicholson version of it, where it was just pure comedy every time Kanan was on screen. Right. I, I don't know if I could put him above Tony Stark. He's probably above most of House Stark. I think Arya, I think Arya got him. If if you want to backdoor count Jon Snow, because he's technically a Targaryen, and if you haven't been watching Game of Thrones, oh well. Um, if you want to, because I don't think anybody else in that house, including Sansa, could be ahead of Caden as a Oh, star. no, no, no. I disagree. I disagree. I, I didn't realize the start power rankings were like that. No, he he's... Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I meant, I meant Starks. Like, like Starks in, in, uh, in uh, pop culture. Um, hmm. I'll put him above the dad. Oh, Eddard? <laughs> yeah, I definitely put him above Eddard and probably the mom, too. Because both of them were pretty foolish to me. So all the children you'd put ahead of him, even oh, Rob. Yeah. Even Rob. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Sans. Oh no, Rob. No, no, definitely. Okay. No, Rob. No, Rob. Rob is like below Eddard. Right. And, and then okay. Rob so is the worst start. Rickon. Rickon has to be below. Rickon's a psychic. We didn't see that shit. I mean, Rick. No. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah, talking about uh, TV. Don't bring them books up, damn it. All right, all right. Okay, okay. So, okay, so so he's a top five Stark. Tony, Arya, Sansa, Rickon. Jo- oh, whoa, 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 um, um, Bran. Bran. And, and, and I, Kated, are you counting Jon Snow as a Stark? I'm counting Jon Snow as a Stark. All right, so he's in, a top six? Knock him out the top five? Yeah, you counted Jon Snow? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jon Snow of FKA Targaryen. <laughs> Shouts to Castle Black, baby. There's no way. I'm putting him out of the top oh, five. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's a, it's a cold game out there, man. But, yo, I, seriously, I, I do think... It was kind of like 50 acting as himself, but I can see why people say that. But I do think over the seasons, especially the season when he was on the lean, I thought he I thought he did well. Like he was like a, a player on the team that, yo, you're 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 a utility player. You, this is what we want you to do. And he executed it. So I, I really enjoyed that character like that. Man. It, it, oh, yeah. It, it's it. He did his thing, man. He definitely did his thing. And I really miss... Let me tell you, if they played many men at the end of the at the end of this episode, I would have shed tears. <laughs> I would have I would have shed all the tears if they played many men at the end of the episode. But but it was if it, it was kind of eerily poignant that they played get the strap. The strap. Definitely. It's ill how that you you feel what I'm saying? Yep. Like how it hit because he's been saying it for like a year. Yep. And then they play Get the Strap and then they play the video afterwards. Like it was almost like a um a farewell. Yeah. Which is yep. ill. Like it, it's it's ill how 
you would think one piece of music would hit a certain way, but then a totally the most gangster ass song, and it just it just like it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. And I know you as somebody who writes scripts and you, you do the screenplays and you do all of that, uh, music would be an important part of adding to what you have, right? Yeah, of course, obviously. And always song choices at end of episodes are always very important because it sets the tone. It can shock you. It could be incongruent to what you've just seen. So that can also be a way to do it. it there's so many different ways to flip it. And I definitely enjoyed to get the strap because like you said, it got it was much more charging up than something like many men and that was a good thing because you needed that for Kanan because Kanan was such a force and you don't want to go out with many men where it's all somber no you need get the strap right right because you need that for like what's coming next you know like okay what's gonna happen next then and I I remember hearing it to me yeah I remember hearing it and I was like yo he really got the strap like damn, I mean, dog. Somebody got the strap. He got the know? strap. Yo, yeah. Amari Hardwick on his post, on his like, on his like farewell post, to him said his hashtag was he got the strap. Yeah, I that's what I mean, yeah. But yeah, man. But the one thing I like about, and I think when you think about this series amongst others and how certain characters went out, that's the one thing I will say about power that is indisputable. When when people go out, more often than not, they have a like they go out in an ill way like this dude this dude he went out in the most canaan way possible now the only thing if they would have went full gta um (laughs) or it would have been like the end of red the end of reddit red dead redemption (laughs) that would have been crazy but i i do think you know salute salute to canaan you will be missed um get the strap for life and that's what it is. All right, bro. Let's let's get let's get to these. Let, let's see what the people are saying in uh in uh power talk. Let's see. Let's you know. Thank you as always for dropping your comments, whether they're on for all nerds, whether they're on uh my account, anybody else that you ask. Let's see what you guys were talking about. And shout out to shout out to uh people who said I was dropping spoilers. I'm sorry. It's 48 hours later. It's 48 hours later. Stay off of social or, you know, at the, at the moment, you know, stay off of social or get your filters on because, and I was very coy about it too, so I don't know. Uh, you ready to answer some questions, man? Let's do it. All right. So let's see. This is questions, commentary, all of that. Let's see. I, that could have, my dude, that dude digs. That could have went really bad for Tariq. So the question now is, with Kanan gone, what do Two Bit and Spank do? My guess, Francis tries to make a play for Cristobal's spot in all this seven head confusion, botches it, and gets Spank killed. That's a that's a um that's a good uh that's a good theory. Uh, I don't know if he maybe he does try to do something slick on the side. That that actually is a logical play because him and Cristobal has had a lot of tension this season. Um, I feel like if it is spank is going to have to hype him to do it. I don't think he's just going to go and do it. Mm. Yep. Actually, I take that back because when he killed the Toros locos, he's the one who, who pressured spank to turn around the car. He's like, yo, you sure? Hi man. And he turned around the car and and they, and they did it. So I I think that's a logical course. Actually, what do you think, man? 
I think so too, but I don't really think that two bit is that logical. So, you know, I, like I say, and I don't think anything that he's going to do is ending with just Spank getting killed. Right. I think both of them go down together. There's no way one of them survives without the other <laughs> on the show. I agree. Oh, Elliot, that ending is what we call, that is what they call in the wrestling industry a swerve, 100%. That you didn't know that was coming. And it it arrived. <laughs> Dread it, run from it. The strap will arrive. And it arrived for Kaden. <laughs> so that's just what that is. Let's see what else. Let me act like I know how to use the comment section on IG. Um, the, the social loner. I'm too shook for questions right now. I just want to know what the funeral service is and what I need to bring to the repass. <laughs> well, don't bring the strap to the repass. That that's always a good thing. Um, wasn't it Minister Society that they shot up the 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 um the funeral or the or the no. wake? That was no, a, not, what, not a Minister Society. Oh. No, the wedding gets shot up in New Jazz City, but not a funeral. And not, juice juice was when Pac went um Pac went to the funeral of the duty kill. Yes. I, there's definitely a gangster movie where someone shoots up a funeral, but no, yeah, you don't need to bring the strap to the repast. Yeah, please don't. The one thing you don't bring is a strap. Um, <laughs> you know, bring yourself because I think it's rude to bring food to other people's repast. <laughs> Got to bring some Chinese food though. Chinese food definitely has to be oh, yeah, yeah. for Canaan. Yeah. Chicken some wings, syrup. pork fried rice. Yeah, some drinks. Right. <laughs> some uh, tropical fantasy. Yes, some big red, right? For those right. in the south, some right. double cups. Definitely the um, definitely some Cheetos. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta get all the a honey bun. You gotta have it regaled with all the hood snacks for sure. Yes. Uh, yes. Let's see what else. What else? What else? Also, we gotta talk about how Ghost with any haircut longer than a baldy or close Caesar is too close to old boy from Atlanta when he finally took off that wave cap for the interview. <laughs> Yo. He, He's talking about homeboy that 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 looked like um, Earth Two Charlie Murphy from Atlanta. I can't uh, I can't remember his name. The dude that was living with um that was staying with um Alfred. Uh, oh, that took off his do rag. Oh, at the I interview at the end, his way. We all don't look alike. We all don't look alike. Let let, let me say that. That's the difference. I I think you might be fouling people with all that reaching. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But, uh, I appreciate you. I I mean, maybe if you squint and and Ghost gets a tan, a strong tan, like a a, a Negro Uh, spiritual tan, maybe. Any other questions? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't help, I can't help you, bro. Let, let's see if there's anything else. I think I got one more. Let's see. Um, a lot of foreshadowing. Shout out to my guy, Critikale. A lot of foreshadowing of the end of the show, Ghost versus Tommy. 50 said seven, season, seven seasons. I think this solidifies it. Um, yeah, I do see it because I feel like this show has always been about Ghost versus Tommy or Ghost and Tommy's relationship. You've seen it evolve from them being thickest thieves to being complete adversaries to Ghost Loki working for Tommy for a little bit um, to to them having a strained relationship, getting back, uh, families, all of that. I can see where that relationship gets frayed and then we get to whatever the last season where it's literally Ghost versus Tommy and everybody's caught in the crossfire. 
Yep. I can see that. Because to me, they're going to get rid of all these other drug dudes. They're going to get rid of all of them eventually. I don't think anybody else survives unless there's another cartel that's waiting in the wings. But um, that, sounds, that sounds heavy, Breaking Bad-ish. I was thinking about Los Pollos Hermanos for a second. Um, but yeah, it, it eventually, I think it eventually comes to them. I, I agree. I think it does. I think it does come down to Ghost versus Tommy. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my boldest prediction is at the end, uh, Dre and Tariq are left standing to fight over, oh, to fight no. each other. You no, think? no, no way. <laughs> That's why no I said it's way. bold. It doesn't mean it, that it's... Dre, Dre ain't making it out of this show either. No way. You think Dre is gone this season? No, not this season, but he is not making it out of this show. Yo, There's no way. Has anybody had a better come up than Dre in this show? This because you think about it, it, Tommy even said it when him and Cristobal was walking out the out of Dre spot. He was like, "Yo, they look like us. They were dressed mm-hmm. up. They in the drug game. They doing all of this." This dude went from being a corner boy. Speaking of children, we don't see anymore. Once Fifty threatened his daughter, he wrote her off the show himself. <laughs> <laughs> we never see Dre's daughter again, bro. We never see that child again. Once 50 threatened her, it, it was a rat, right? So he went from basically a corner boy to running an organization, running a criminal organization, uh, or being the premier, the main person in the organization, and running international hotels, really in power time, less than a year. And he's the face of the Queen's Child Project. <laughs> yo, that, yo, that, that is legitimately an overnight success. It's not bad, but like I say, it's not going to end well for that man. There's no way. His downfall is to be a lot quicker than his come up. I'll tell you that. Doug, he goes into ghosts. He regularly goes into truth and son's ghost. He walks out of everything unscathed. The man is about to be in Paris while the rest he, of the season is going down. He didn't make it to Paris. He got oh, arrested right, at the right, end of the episode. Right, yeah, right, he right. Ain't, no. no, he didn't get arrested. He, yeah, the, the cops, cops run in on him when he finds the head. Right, right. They they found it first, and then he walked in. So I don't know what's going to happen with the cops. Oh, um, the cops are coming in after him. He had the head in the refrigerator, and he opened it, and, there's, and the cops rolling after him. No, he's... He's gonna dodge this, but he's gonna, you know, he has to do his court case and all that. Right. I also yeah. love I also love how Angela gave Blanca that the files back. Like, yo, you was right. This is a butt below my pay grade. We don't need this anymore. Case closed. Mm-hmm. And he gave her a look like, yeah, bitch, you thought you had one, but you didn't. Pick up your face, you dropped it around the corner, and get out of my spot. <laughs> so, yo, it's it's gonna be ill. I wanna see how Angela, if Angela gets out of this. I, I don't know, bro. Like it, it's really on Mock. Does how bad Mock wants that job? Because he's definitely playing both sides. Yeah, because he wouldn't give up Teresi when she asked what's his name, and he said confidential informant. It's funny because I said it at the same time he did. <laughs> <laughs> I like confidential informant. I don't know, but uh, yeah, man. Anything else on this? Nah, I think that's about it for this episode. You know, it's definitely a momentous episode, but we covered pretty much everything. So yeah, bro, thank you so much for joining. DJ Ben Amin finally made a power after hours. That's this is this is monumental right here. 
Oh, well, you know, I definitely have to come back. We might have to have a big round table for the finale. Oh, man, the, fin- or something. the finale might have to go live. Because I think people are going to have to be drinking, eating. We're going to have to have it. That's going to be our repass for the whole Word. season. That's going to be our season repass. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to set that up. I, I, I mean, CC, I'm very intrigued by that proposition. But, Ben, they should know already since we simulcast on the For All Nerds feed. But let them know, for those who may not know, where they can find you. Uh, well, you can find me on all social media at DJ Ben Hameen. That's B-E-N-H-A-M-E-E-N. And on the For All Nerds podcast at For All Nerds on all social media as well. Make sure you're following that. Shout out to Tatiana King-Jones. Of course. And my other co-host, Jeff J., who you hear every week right here on Power After Hours. You like that? Yeah, and and in, for all bookings, DJ Ben Amin, hit him up. That man is DJed on continents other than North America. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make places. that gotta make that clear. International, yeah. Hit me up anytime, you know, and you, if you want to check out any of my mixes, they're on DJBenAmin.com. And, you know, other things. Follow me on social media. I do a lot of different things, right? You know, children's books, TV shows, movies, all these different type of business. Yeah, man. He he will DJ for a check, not for food, for a check. Mm-mm. Food is no. a plus. Food is a plus, but it's not the it's not the main course. You feel me? So yeah, man, that's that does it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. And as Ben told you. For All Nerds, we are on the SoundCloud feed for For All Nerds and follow them on, follow us on all social media. We also have a Patreon for y'all yes. to, to, to support. We, we, you know, we, a lot of this stuff comes out of our pocket and we, we, we do a lot. I, I, I didn't even know half the stuff they did until I joined earlier this year and, and we do a lot. So if you want to see more, see more sophisticated stuff, have us um, go to different events, all the events that y'all say, yo, y'all got to go to this event. Well, you know, Weez needs help, boss. So hit us on, hit us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Yes, sir. There it is. And hit us up. You can subscribe. You get you get a lot of cool things. You get exclusive content. And you get to support us. So definitely do that with the For All Nerds Patreon. Support us all on social media. We pump out a lot of cool stuff. Shout out to Tatiana King. She has her What Had Happened Was series with Joy. Jump for Joy on Twitter and all social media. They're doing that with Netflix. It's a lot of big things going on. So shout out to the squad. As for me, everywhere I am is at Jeff J Says. Uh, contact that fanbros.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, slander. We come one, come all. I take it, I take and accept what you have to give. And thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting the Power After Hours feed, your favorite power podcast. We are everywhere where you can hear audibly, digitally podcasts. So that means Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you have, anywhere where you can hear it, that's where we are. So go and sign up. And if you want to hear future episodes, nonstopculture.com slash power. And what else do I got to plug? Oh yeah. Hip hop wired, hip hop wired.com. I write written recaps of every episode of power. So if you want to prepare, that's like the, that's like the first course. That's the appetizer where I give you the lineup. 
just in case you can't watch or you want to be prepared for what we got to say on this podcast, you check that out. HipHopWire.com for all my power reca- written recaps. And then you listen here. So I think that's about it. Don't got nothing else to plug. Salute to y'all again. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Give him the whole clip. That's his call.